the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be to simply be with him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. We have been talking about waiting on the Lord. I delivered a message at our home church, the church next door, on the west side of Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if you heard part one and part two, but if you missed that, go to JenniferJackson.com. That's right, JenniferJackson.com, and listen to the first two portions, because we're talking about waiting on the Lord You know, our family, we have a donkey, and her name is Olive. She's the sweetest little donkey in the entire world, and we got her last April. The funny thing is, when she arrived, the people that had her before, they said, we believe that she is pregnant. And I said, oh, okay. And we've had her about nine months, and she continues to get bigger and bigger. Well, here's the deal. Donkeys can be pregnant for 12 to 14 months. Did you know that? And so we just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. But it's getting closer. And I know when the day comes that we have a baby little mini donkey, it's going to be the cutest thing in the entire world. It's going to be absolutely worth the wait. And I know she will be a happy mama. She's the sweetest little donkey. I don't know what you're waiting for. But God has something special for you. God has something unique for you. God has something tremendous in your life. And he wants to show you what that is this year. And as we wait, it's an active wait. There are things that we can be doing while we're waiting. Enjoy part three of this message, Wait on the Lord. Uh, So let's look at Joseph. Let's think about Joseph. You know, he started out very arrogant. And you think about how he had the favor of God. Joseph was one of those guys that right there at the beginning of 2024, he would have had his computer open, his day planner open. He was a natural-born leader. Joseph had the favor of his father. He had a really cool style with his dream-colored coat. I mean, Joseph was an amazing person. He was God was already speaking to him. God was giving Joseph dreams. God was already working in Joseph. But in the middle of that, he gets thrown in a pit. And I often wonder, in the pit, what was that like? Can you imagine you've been thrown in as dead and you're waiting only to be rescued by traitors who take you off to Egypt? What was that wait like on the way to Egypt? What what was he doing there? You know, so many waitings. And then from there, he goes to, when he gets in pot, to Potiphar's house, God's building his character in Joseph, isn't he? Joseph chooses not to sleep with Potiphar's wife. 
Well, that was quite tempting at the time. But Joseph, he's wise. He, he's building char- God's building character in Joseph. Joseph's making decision after decision. Then he gets thrown, falsely accused in jail. But I like in, in jail, Joseph is still making friends. I love that. You might be in a hard place, but you can still make friends. And what happened? Those friends betrayed him. So, <laughs> but you know, his character was being molded and molded and molded. And when he finally makes it, to the king's palace, at the and he's the right-hand man. I mean, incredible leader. I think by that time, he had everything. At that point, he had everything except his family. And God had done a deep work. He had done a real deep work in Joseph's heart. Let's look at this in Genesis 41-51. It says, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all of my trouble and all of my father's household. Well, I don't think that Joseph forgot his father's household. I think that by this point he had forgotten the depth of the pain of it because he had done such a deep dive into forgiveness. And how do we know that? When his, the famine is so great in Israel, his brothers show up in Egypt. And when they show up, Joseph's the one that can give them all this food. And he so honored his family. He didn't, he didn't even speak to them except in their language. He asked everyone to leave the room. He didn't talk about them behind their back to the other people. And he helped them. And he gave them what they needed for food. And he forgave them. And I love this verse in Genesis 43:30. Joseph was deeply moved, deeply moved at the sight of his brother. Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went into his private room and he wept there. At this time is when they said that the king would say, anything Joseph says to do, you do it. That's what he told all the people. If he tells you to do it, do it. He was such a phenomenal leader, but his heart and his character matched his leadership ability at that point. And all of that happened in the waiting room. I wonder what God wants to answer for you that you've been crying out. Maybe there is a reunion of a relationship or or something broken that you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about. And God is still going to answer that. That gives us hope. And if you you read Psalm 123, there's a great prayer in there. And I want to give you this little prayer because this is a prayer that I pray in the middle of the night for all these things that I'm waiting on, all these people that I'm waiting on. And it says, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. That's Psalm 123, 1 to 3. And when, I don't know about you, but I am so sound asleep. And if I wake up, now I'm thinking about the things I'm asking God to do. And so I'll just lay there and I'll say, Lord, have mercy on this person. Lord, have mercy on this situation. And it is a powerful Uh, prayer that you can pray in the middle of the night. You know, waiting, it brings confidence and it produces total reliance. When we wait on God's direction, we, we, we rely on him. And we see that with Moses. I think about Moses because when he went to Pharaoh, he was 80 years old. And Aaron, his brother, was 83 years old. So when they went to Pharaoh and needed deliverance, at this point... They were, they were changed. You know, God gave Aaron to Moses because Aaron was a good speaker. 
And God will give you an assignment. And I love it because Moses, how he argued with God and said, God, I can't do this because I can't speak. And God gave him Aaron to do it. I mean, God really would have rather for Moses to do it, but he works with us. Isn't that fun? God works with us, and he gives us the people that we need. He gives us the plans that we need. And maybe for 2024, you you may set some goals, and you set some goals, and you have to put a time limit on it, a time limit. Otherwise, you're never going to hit it. And then you have to say, with your goal that you set, God, what people do I need to accomplish this goal? Moses felt like we can never get out of Egypt unless I have somebody to help me speak. What, what resources do you need? God gave Moses a staff. What resources do you need? And you begin to set your goal, lay it out, and then you pray into it and say, God, I can't accomplish this goal unless you provide the people, the resources, and the time frame. And when you do that and you wait on God, it's dynamic. Because when your faith and God's decision come together, things start to happen. That's when you're going to have that job promotion. That's when you're going to get that provision that you need. That's when you're going to see that family member restored. That's when your marriage is going to begin to get healed. It's when you begin to say, God, I can't do this without you, and I need this, this, and this. And if this is your will and if this is your plan, here we go. And you hold it up to him. But Moses knew this confidence, and this could be our verse of the year. If you don't have one, this might be your verse. In Exodus 33:14 to 17, the Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me? And, that you, and with your people, unless you go with us. And what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other peoples on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have ha- asked because I am pleased with you and because I know you by name. What a prayer we could pray this year. Lord, I want to please you. You wake up, Lord, I want to please you today. And, and you know, and that God would know us from the other peoples on the face of the earth. That we would be different that we would talk different, we would look different, we would wait different? You know, what if you waited on the Lord before you had a conversation with someone? What if you said, God, I know I need to have a conversation with someone, but I want to spend a couple days and pray. I want to make sure that what I say lines up with this, and I'm not just making up my own opinions, my own debates, my own controversy. No, what does God have to say on it? before I just speak into this relationship or this conversation. And then to ask God, I need your help in the conversation. I need your your presence to go with me so that they know how much you love them, so that they know how much you care for them, and that I honor you even in that conversation. Maybe that is the weight. Maybe that's where you're simmering before you have the conversation with somebody. Where we usually get in trouble, I don't know about you, but I get in trouble is because when I hurry up with my mouth. I hurry up with my mouth and I can't take it back. And then I'm in trouble. So that's a thought. Waiting, it moves us toward friendship with God. And that's Abraham. You know, Abraham was just a regular normal guy. And yet God moved him from the Ur of the Chaldees where he was steeply involved in idol worship that his father was suggesting. And God moved him into all these promises and into being a friend of God. And God gave Abraham the promises. He told him that you would be 
like the, the number of sand in the, in the, on the beach. You would be like the stars in the sky. And that's us. It's still happening today. And Abraham believed God. Where does what God has promised you and your faith match up? And you say, I believe God for that because I've waited and I know he's put it in my heart and I know and I believe he's going to do it. That's where Abraham was. And when Abraham got to that point, God said, you're my friend. You're my friend because we can talk about these things. And because you believe me, you believe that I'm going to do it. Abraham waited over so many things and God met him there. I love this in James 2. Um, 23. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friends. It's really obedience. It's obedience. That was a key theme of Abraham's life. Well, all of us have some waiting to do, don't we? There's a daily wait in our life where we just in every pause, every moment that we're not under pressure to make a decision or to decide something, we can just put our hands in the air, maybe uh, while you're at your kitchen sink and say, God, I'm looking to you, I'm trusting you, I'm releasing control to you, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you for direction. I don't want to step ahead of you or get too far behind you. I'm praying for everyone that this year you will hear the voice of the Lord, you will hear what he has you to wait on for him, with him for your life. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. Hey, if you want one of those journal sheets where you can process waiting on the Lord, go to JenniferJackson.com on the wait. Stay with us. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.